Oh, hello. Hi. Hi, Ophira. This is Ophira Eisenberg from NPR's Ask Me Another. Is this yeah. Jonathan Colton? Yeah, this is Jonathan Colton from NPR's Ask Me Another. Hi. How Hi. you doing? You know. Yeah. You caught me right in the middle of something. Oh, I'm sorry. Should I call back? No, I was uh, I was playing a video game. Oh. And it's actually fine <laughs> that you interrupted because I have already spent too much time playing this video game. How is this one of these video games that goes on forever? So it's called it's called The Last of Us. Or I, oh, I've, I guess, I've heard of this. People are talking about this. Yeah, it's a great game. It's it's The Last of Us Part Two. Actually, it's the sequel oh. uh, to to another game. Uh, but it's one of these games where you know you're in a you're in a sort of post zombie apocalypse world. Uh, so you're you're wandering around all these ruined uh, cities and and trying to trying to kill zombies and not be killed Ugh. by zombies. This and sounds not relaxing. This is the problem: is I, I'm disappearing into a place that is so much more stressful. You know, as stress- I know that's the thing. <laughs> stressful so as things funny. are, my fantasy world is even worse. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know what I'm doing. Why didn't I start playing a game where you just uh, sit in a garden and look at flowers? <laughs> I mean, I play a gardening life. I have flowers, yeah. and I get very stressed by them. Well, you have a big. You're a. You're an orchid person. <laughs> yes, I have many orchids. You know, five of them are looking good. One is testing me. One is testing me. <laughs> One is seeing how far it can push it. <laughs> yeah. Every every time I water it, we have a conversation of. Hey, I go like, do you want me to throw you out? <laughs> it's your move. It's your move, it. Orchid. I'll do it. <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, hey, I have a great idea. Something relaxing. Why don't we play some games? Okay, here we go. From NPR and WNYC, coming to you from our respective homes in beautiful Brooklyn, New York, it's NPR's hour of puzzles, word games, and stealth zombie fighting action, Ask Me Another. I'm Jonathan Colton. Now here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg. Thanks, Jonathan. Today on Ask Me Another, we're joined by Rachel Bloom from the show Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. And she's here to talk about her new book called I Want to Be Where the Normal People Are. And we'll play some challenging games with Late Night with Seth Meyers writer Karen Chi and her friend, writer and illustrator and Twitter phenom Johnny Sun. But first, we get two steps further into our continued quest to have every single cast member from Orange is the New Black on our show. So let's play some games. Alicia Reiner and Beth Dover both starred on Orange is the New Black, and their characters didn't get along, but in real life, they are besties. Alicia, Beth, hello. Hi. Hi. Thanks for having us. Uh, Pleasure. Uh, I have to say, having the both of you on is also a landmark moment for our show because we are slowly trying to have every single member of Orange is the New Black on our show. So this <laughs> really, right. this is very right. helpful. But you know what? I will say with the two of you, this is the first time that we've had characters from the other side, the more right. villainous we're side. The du- we're the double villains over here. Yeah. Yes. Did you meet on the show or did you know each other before? Yeah. We Yeah, we met on the show. It's very, the weird thing about Orange was if you hadn't had scenes with people, you kind of never saw them. So it was our first day where we had like scenes together, hating each other. And... All of a sudden, I was like, "Oh my god, I love this girl!" She's so and then cool we would, in her and life. then, then we would, uh, we would go out for uh, for martinis after yelling at each other. We'd go out for martinis after. Uh, yeah, after it was great. I don't know about you, but recently I found out that I don't actually like a martini. I only like two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I know that you're involved in the Resistance Revival Chorus. You're on an album. Yes, I'm on my first album. And in December, the vinyl comes out. Oh my gosh, um, vinyl. It's a red vinyl record. <gasps> I love that you're going to get a record, an actual physical record. I love yeah. also the colored vinyl. Yeah, Jonathan, you did colored vinyl, right, for your last? I did, yeah. I felt my last couple of albums, I've gone all out with the vinyl design. With what? The... Tell me what color, what color? I usually have one right here. You know what? Hang on one second. I'll yes, go. yes, please, please. <laughs> yeah. Very, very proud of this one. The records themselves... 
Look at that. Whoa. Oh, wow. Look at that. Yeah. Very it's psychedelic. It's like a melted yeah. candy cane. I love it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, we have a couple great games for you. Are you ready to play some games? Yes. Okay, so in this, the first game, you're going to be playing against each other. So we're going to alternate back and forth. You'll take turns answering questions. Your first game is an audio quiz. So what we're going to do is you are going to hear what famous animated characters sound like in other languages. Oh, my goodness. You're just you just have to identify who you are hearing in the clip. Okay, Alicia, this first one is for you. We're looking okay. for the name of the famous animated couple you're hearing in this clip in French. Devine quoi, Omer? Il va y avoir deux fois plus d'amour dans cette maison qu'il n'y en a jamais eu. On va-tu commencer à faire ça le matin avec? Non. There's um, a little gravel in that voice, which uh, I feel uh, like kind of helps you. Uh, and Happy Le Pew, maybe. <laughs> Beth, I would, Beth is trying to send it telepathically. I would yeah. have <laughs> to go. I would have to go Simpsons I'm, on that. Yes, one. that Woo-hoo! is correct. Does he say Le Do? Anyways, I don't know. <laughs> Le Do. Le Do. It's already it's already a French word. It's already a D apostrophe. That's right. Oh, H, right. It's already French. So the two voice actors that you heard in that clip uh, of Marge and Homer speaking in French actually met during the auditions for the show Aww. and are now married in real life. Aww. Oh, that is that's so sweet. That's very I know. cute. Romantique. Very uh, <laughs> romantique. All right, Beth, this yes. one is for you. All right, I'm ready. This underwater creature who lives in a pineapple is speaking in Vietnamese. Okay. That is is living it in a pineapple is a is a big clue. I mean, okay, is it SpongeBob SquarePants? Is that it is, a thing? It is absolutely yeah. SpongeBob SquarePants. That's correct. I never would have gotten Thank that in a good billion years. Well, you know what? My kid is watching SpongeBob these days, so I I was you know thankfully there we go. All right. Well done. Turns out Squidward is it Squidward's an octopus, not a squid. What? <gasps> You, yeah. But you guys, have you guys watched that octopus documentary on Netflix? I highly recommend no, it. No, I also, heard it's amazing. Also, I will literally never eat octopus again because they're smart and wonderful. And I feel, I, I'm, I can't believe I've eaten octopus. But anyway, all right, there we go. Do it's I also my, not that's eat what it's called. It's dolphin. called my, oc- my octopus teacher. That's what but it has a sad ending, right? I think so, but I didn't watch the last five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> that's the way to do it. That's the way to do it. I, just I love you. Stuff. You know what? It's so a dark good. enough time as is. That's right. That's why I haven't watched it. Movie. So good. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. I'm gonna I'm gonna end everything I watch five minutes early. That's <laughs> a know, great exactly. idea. Let's just keep it light, right? <laughs> okay. Alicia, here's one for you. This royal Disney character is singing in Cantonese. That was so good. Um, <laughs> Elsa, I believe, in Frozen. Yes. Woo-hoo! Absolutely. Nice. Yeah. Hiding away because you're afraid of the power of your emotions translates into every language. Absolutely. <laughs> yep. That was, that was correct. <laughs> All right, Beth. Here is one of the most famous cartoon characters in the world in Italian. Oh, God. Ah, bellissimo. L'amore. Okay, just by nature of the high-pitched sound, I'm going to go of the voice. I think it's Mickey Mouse, right? (laughs) That's exactly right. Mickey Mouse, yeah. Woo! Okay, You recognize that falsetto anywhere. I would. I really would. My whole kid's bedroom is is a Mickey Mouse theme, so I'm like... Really? You're ready for that. Your kid is helping you out a lot. Was that their choice? (laughs) I feel like it's rare for kids these days to actually care about Mickey Mouse. No, he doesn't care about it, and he was too young to choose, and so I did it for him. Okay, oh, good. (laughs) Um, honestly, and he's fine with it. And we're just going to yeah. keep it like that as long as humanly possible. It's been like, this way, it's this way for years. And, uh, he might be 16, 17 before it changes. We'll see. <laughs> Fantastic. I love it. <laughs> All right. We've got a couple more. Alicia, this is for you. The, here's the Russian version Russian? of the title character from a kid's TV show. Okay. <laughs> Oh, Beth knows this one. She was very excited. 
What do you think? Alicia, if you need any help, I, I watch this constantly and I don't want to, but <laughs> okay, I do. Give me, give me a hint. Give me a hint. Um, there was a start- little snort at the very beginning. A snort, like a... A pig? Like that kind of... Um, mm-hmm. Some little pig that little kids watch. Oh, my God. They're British. They're British. British pigs. The British. Um, <laughs> They're British pigs. That's British right. pig for British kids. For- British pig. Oh! Oh! Um, Peppa, Peppa, Peppa Pig, Peppa, yeah, 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 that's, that's it, yay. that's yay. it. Oh, <laughs> thanks for the snort. I would have fully missed that lady. It Thank was just you. a little at the beginning. Yeah, it was a little at the beginning. I was like, that will get it. So yeah. wait a second. How old is, how old is your daughter? She's 11 now. Oh yeah. So mm. way yeah. past this. Yeah. You're not watching, you're not watching Peppa yeah. Pig. No. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Eli does watch uh, Butterbean Cafe, which Alicia does a voice on. And every time he watches it and every time you, your character comes on, I take a little video and I send it to Alicia. It's so nice. It's so nice. He's like my one fan. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is the last one. Beth, it is for you. Oh, this God. is a famous Disney villain in Spanish. <gasps> okay. Anita, querida. ¿Cómo estás, Cruella? Aburrida como de costumbre, completamente hastiada. Wow, that's that's that's, that's a tough. Hard one. I don't know. A vil- so what it's a if, famous villain. A famous villain. Yeah. What if what if uh, in that clip there had been some dogs barking? Oh, a uh, Cruella de Vil. Yeah. yeah. Woo! All right. All right. I feel like we need a a story from her point of view, like you know. Who knows what, what happened? Yes, yeah. exactly. What happened. Yeah, Maybe exactly. there's reason for this. I want to know her backstory. I want to know what she's doing now. I want to know where she gets that haircut. It's not good. Yeah. yeah. Did she yeah. do it herself? <laughs> right. Exactly. I think we should. I think the four of us should pitch that to Disney. <laughs> we should. Listen, villains need a backstory too, yes. Alicia, right? We should. Yes. Uh, we got to do right. you know, a little spin off, right? All right. We're all going to quit our jobs and do it. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that was you guys did great on that first game. Well Woo-hoo. done. All right. After the break, we'll play another game with Alicia and Beth. Then we welcome writers Karen Chi and Johnny Sun. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and this is Ask Me Another from NPR. This message comes from NPR's sponsor, StoryPoint Wines, maker of StoryPoint, a wine brand who believes that wine and storytelling are the perfect pair. Much like a good podcast, StoryPoint builds layers of interest to create a premium wine at an affordable price. Discover why StoryPoint received Wine Enthusiast's Best Buy Award. Visit storypointwines.com slash another to purchase. And as a special offer to NPR listeners, shipping is included in your online order of three bottles or more. Support for this podcast and the following message comes from Best Fiends. Each week, the universe conspires to foul up your last slice of the weekend. Long grocery lines, standstills at the drive-thru, the ever-growing end-of-week to-do list. But you remain unfazed. Why? Because you downloaded Best Fiends, the five-star rated mobile puzzle game, which means you've got a boredom-busting secret weapon ready to launch at a moment's notice. Download Best Fiends free today on the App Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R. Best Fiends. This is Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. I just interviewed former President Barack Obama about dealing with falsehoods like birtherism, facing obstruction in Congress, and why he's still hopeful about American democracy. The episode is now in the Fresh Air feed. This is Ask Me Another, NPR's hour of puzzles, word games, and sweater weather. I'm Jonathan Colton. Here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg. Thanks, Jonathan. We're playing games with Orange is the New Black stars, Alicia Reiner and Beth Dover. Okay, are you ready for your next challenge? Oh, I'm ready. I'm ready. ready. Uh, It's a music game called Dolly's Dolls. Yes, we have rewritten Dolly Parton songs to be about famous dolls. So just tell us the doll, the song. Or whether your mom threw away all of your beloved dolls when you were in middle school. <laughs> okay. Beth, this is for you. Barbie, 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 Barbie. I've got some major doubts about your man. Barbie, Barbie, 
Barbie, Barbie, there's nothing in his pants, so what's his plan? <laughs> well, that song is Jolene, and it's, uh, it's the Ken doll. The Ken doll. Yes. I had 24 Barbies and one Ken, and we were always like, why is Ken even here? Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's true. All right, Alicia, here's one for you. Okay. Here's another one. It's inside another one, inside another. These wooden ladies stand, strong as the motherland, designed to look like little matron. Here I go again. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, um, what a nice voice. <laughs> it, thanks. And it's it's Russian dolls, which I'm obsessed with Russian dolls. I Are love, you really? I have Russian doll measuring cups. And they're oh, so yes. cute. They're so cute. All right, Beth, this is for you. My hair is made of red yarn and my nose is triangly. Look like I'm homemade, but I am mass-produced, you see. Collectors of nostalgia have a strong interest in me. Oh, I have a brother, Andy, and we both look creepy. <laughs> okay, first of all, um, Alicia's dog is so cute. Is that your dog barking? <laughs> yeah. I love it. He, he has <laughs> a dog? thing for He has a thing for that. Dolly. He has a Dolly. thing for uh, for Dolly Parton. For Who doesn't? Doll. I love Dolly Parton. Obsessed. Yeah. Um, that is coat of many colors, and those Ooh. are the, those are the uh, Raggedy Ann dolls. That's oh. right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Raggedy, Raggedy Ann, Ann and Andy. All right, Alicia. This is for you. It was an '80s craze. Even had some cartoon capers with a close-set gaze and some fake adoption papers. So you. Wait in line, cause your kid wants you to buy it Till an angry crowd of parents starts a toy store riot Nine to five Nine We'll to start five. there because like a seminal film of my childhood uh-huh. Uh-huh. Me too And um, Cabbage Patch Dolls, which I was not allowed to have one <gasps> You weren't? Oh. No Me neither Yeah, why were you allowed one? I know why I, I wasn't I wasn't allowed so many things I wasn't allowed an Easy Bake Oven Which my husband bought me about five years ago Because he was oh, like, you should have sweet. one, honey You keep on telling that story about how you weren't allowed one I'm getting you one and then you um, realized your whole life you did have light bulbs. Exactly. Yeah. It was and you so could've... disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Beth, here's one for you. All right. It's a big hot dog. Comes inside a shell. What is underneath? That's a true appeal. All the packaging. The unboxing part. And we can watch it on YouTube. Uh-huh. Okay, it's Islands in the Stream, that I know. It is. Um, and there's some unboxing videos? That's right, there are. Unboxing videos are very popular with this uh, with this doll. Mm. I don't know. Shelly Shell. Shelly Shell Shells. <laughs> Shelly Shell Shells is correct. Woohoo! No, it is not. It is not. It is not correct. Okay. Uh, no, th- this doll's called LOL Surprise. Never heard of it. Yeah, that's a new one for me. <laughs> I think they appeal to like five-year-olds because I have friends with little girls who are obsessed with these toys. Oh, you okay. so you have you have them in your life. You have you have. I've seen, these seen them. I've seen them. All right, Alicia, the last one. It's for you. Okay. <sighs> On you, I will pray. You can't keep my my spirit at bay. Hair is red. Want you dead And for me it's just like Childhood's play And I Am gonna kill you I'll always love you Um, Correct Chucky Chucky, that's absolutely yeah. right. Chucky. And I've never even seen the movie, but I uh, still have I, nightmares I feel as about it. I don't it. need to. Yeah, yeah. Feel like Clearly, it. it's in my lexicon. That's, that's <laughs> all I need to know. Yeah, I'm me already too. afraid of a doll that comes alive exactly. and tries to kill me. So I've, had many, I've had many nightmares and I've never <laughs> even seen it. Yeah. 
Exactly right. It's very meta. Uh, again, we found out you know basically all your toys. Definitely all your Dolly Parton, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The best. The best. Uh, the best. You, did, you did amazing. Alicia Ryder, Beth Dover, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for having us. This was so, so fun. So fun. Alicia and Beth both starred in Orange is the New Black on Netflix, and Alicia is a member of the Resistance Revival Chorus. Their album, This Joy, is available now. Our next two contestants are on the line. Karen, she is a comedy writer who appears on Late Night with Seth Meyers, and she's a former Ask Me Another contestant back from her Bell House days. Her friend Johnny Sun is a writer and illustrator who's all over Twitter. Karen, Johnny, hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. <laughs> so I was just thinking about this. I couldn't put it together. How do you two know each other? We you know each okay? other... Uh, yeah, we know each other from the internet initially, and then yeah. obviously we've met in person since. I guess that's yeah. not obvious. We've met in person since. <laughs> okay. And, um, Johnny and I also we like worked on. We made like a New Yorker piece together, and then I actually don't know how. At some point, I was like, Johnny is one of my very close friends. <laughs> I think it, <laughs> it just like, <laughs> happened in my brain without me realizing. But we've never looked back. Yeah. <laughs> So, Carrie, you have been on the show before as a contestant live at the Bell House. Yeah, that was so fun. Thank you for coming back in this iteration. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited. Thank you. Uh, and I know that you've been writing and performing on uh, Late Night with Seth Meyers. How's it going? Like now. Right in now? This time. It's going great. In this time. I mean, definitely very different during the pandemic because we're all working from home, but especially great right now, right after the election, because I feel like we all we all now feel like it's not as daunting or heavy handed doing political satire. We're all very stoked to be doing other kinds of comedy in addition to that. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> the world has opened up comedy-wise. You're like, wait a yeah. second. <laughs> <laughs> we just do jokes about airplane food again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what a relief. We don't have it's to. It's all about dogs. <laughs> and, Johnny, you have a new book coming out, which is amazing to have. You've obviously been writing. You have a new book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, called Goodbye Again. That's right. It's a collection of essays and illustrations. I've been working on it for three years. It's about like loneliness and saying goodbye to places that you remembered, which I finished like the first draft before the pandemic started. Hmm. Um, I've been trying to like write from a position of like not having any answers because I I feel like I don't. So I'm, I'm writing from a position of like trying to sort through that stuff as opposed to just being like, here are the three things you should do to fight loneliness. Like I feel like that's, <laughs> Maybe if I just write about my feelings and how I'm trying to work through it, that might might help. So what are so yeah, just to just to give us a quick summary. So what are the three ways to come? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so where are you where are you coming to us today from, Karen? Are you in New York? No, I'm actually in South Korea right now. What? Um, yeah, I'm living with my grandparents at the moment. Oh. I'm sort of helping take care of my grandma, and we're, I'm very close with my grandparents to begin with. And so I flew out here a few months ago, and yeah, I've been posting it up with them. So wait a second. What what time is it? It's it's 5.47 a.m., but oh, I am up. Thank you. Oh, no, no, this is no problem. Oh, my gosh. Thank you for having me. Are you kidding? Um, I would do this at any time of day. Challenge accepted. Yeah. <laughs> I do it every night. Now. All right. Well, you know, because I have carried up at 530 in the morning, <laughs> let's get to some games. Do it. So our first game, you're going to be competing against each other. Karen is old hat to this, by the way, okay? I'm just <laughs> warning you, Johnny. She right, has okay. been on the show. She's championed <laughs> she's before. Yeah. Uh, but, so you're going to be, you'll take turns answering questions. Uh, this is one of our favorite games. It's called Hooked on Lyrics. So what we have done here, you know, a lot of kids are bored right now, so we, we are using them to voice a lot of our games. <laughs> That's what we're doing. <laughs> So you're going to hear a child cold reading lyrics to a popular song that came out like way before they were born. Great. Awesome. Uh, And then you just have to tell us the name of the song or the artist who made it famous. Perfect. 
Okay. Here we go. <laughs> Karen. Yes. This first clue is for you. Oh. Hi, I'm Josie. I'm 11 and I'm from Pennsylvania. It's Friday night and I feel all right. The party is here on the west side. So I reach for my 40 and I turn it up. Designate a driver, take the keys to my truck. Hit this short because I'm faded. Honey in the street say, Monty, you only made it. <laughs> okay, so Monty is the Monty, person Monty, it. yeah, yeah, Monty yes. is short for the uh, artist's first name. Montgomery. Oh, you're, you're so, I love that you did that. That is the most no. academic <laughs> form of what it could be short for. <laughs> uh, give 1995. Uh-huh. Oh, that's the year I was born. <laughs> so we could almost have had you do this game. <laughs> Wait, Johnny, do you know? Can you whisper it to me? I, I do not know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was only five when this song came out. So I, All right, we've got, it. We've, got it. we've got it. We've got it. very young. We understand. Okay, so Monty is short for Montel Jordan, okay. and the song is "This Is How We Do It." Uh, oh yes, I absolutely recognize that. All right, Johnny, here is one for you. All right. Hello, my name is Molly. I'm nine years old, and I'm from Brooklyn, New York. I can't stand it. I know you planned it. I'ma set it straight. This is Watergate. I can't stand rockin', but I'm in here. Because your crystal ball ain't so crystal clear. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's, um, oh, Beastie Boys. Beastie Boys, that is Beastie correct. Boys. You, you... Oh, yeah. I can't stand it. Yeah. I don't plan it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, Karen. This one is for you. Mm-hmm. Hi, I'm Nora. I'm 12 years old. We don't need no education. We don't need no thought control. No dark sarcasm in the classroom. Teacher, leave them kids alone. Hey, teacher, leave them kids alone. So I definitely know the song. I don't know if I know the title of it. But it's like, okay. We don't need no... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh (laughs) Okay, Uh great. (laughs) Keep going, keep going. That's actually the only lyric I know. Well, now, in addition to what she just said. You know, after, uh, hey, teacher, leave those kids alone. And then the next part of it, da, da, da. All in all, it's just a, a, a good day. <laughs> Pink Floyd, another brick in the wall. Oh, nice. Okay. Yes. <laughs> all right, Johnny, this is your final clue. Okay. Hello, my name's Maddie, and I'm eight years old. He was a boy, she was a girl. Can I make it more obvious? He was a punk, she did ballet. What more can I say? <laughs> ah, what? <laughs> Why didn't I get the song? I will pass on the the question to you. <laughs> this is so nice. Skater Boy by Avril Lavigne. Avril yeah. Lavigne. That is yeah. right. Wow, I just fully mispronounced her name. <laughs> <laughs> I like saw it in my head. We're gonna give I'm you the point anyway. I'm now wondering if I've ever said that name aloud. <laughs> yeah, I feel like you said it the Quebecois way. That yeah, it you was said intended. it the French way. Yeah, yeah. Avril Lavigne. There you have, go. Avril Montgomery Lavigne. Yeah, I know Montgomery. This is how we do it by Montgomery Covington the <laughs> Third. This is how we do it. It would be more mansplaining then. It would not be as fun if it was by Montgomery. Uh, okay, that was amazing. We have. Another game for you, totally right. different. So you're working together on this one. Yes, we can do this. Yes. We got this. We're going to crush this. This is a word game. <laughs> We're writers. This is great. But you're both into words. You love the words. You use you words all the time. with words. <laughs> this word game is called Animal Attraction. You'll take a famous rom-com or rom-drum and change one of the letters in its title, turning one of the words in the title into an animal. For example, if I say Meg Ryan falls in love with an insomniac played by Tom Hanks, he would try counting woolly livestock to help him fall asleep, except he Hi. is one. You would answer sheepless, sheepless in Seattle. So he takes sleepless nice. in Seattle, replace the L with an H so that it's about an animal. Here we go. In this 1998 film, an Elizabethan playwright falls in love with a white bird. 
played by Gwyneth Paltrow. Until he discovers the ultimate betrayal, she's nothing more than a fancy pigeon. I want to say, Johnny, is it Shakespeare in Dove? In Dove, yeah. Yeah, yeah Dove. that's right. <laughs> I think we found your element, you guys. It's <laughs> in this sports film, a pair of bovine childhood sweethearts are both captivating cows on the court, but the male, played by Omar Epps, takes his big horns all the way to Chicago's NBA team with Michael Jordan. Got it. Mm-hmm. Got it already. <laughs> is, is it love and basketball? Love and basketball. That is oh, correct. Oh, bull. Yes. Bull. That means, I kept thinking cow. I was like, how do you get cow <laughs> yeah. from this? <laughs> right. Yeah. Love and basket cow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. In this Netflix hit, a girl writes letters to her previous crushes but learns that all men are snakes when one ends up constricting her and the other swallows her whole. I got it. Okay, go for it. I want to hear you. Like, <laughs> I feel like you were onto something. I mean, I, I know the movie. Wait, so it's to all the... Oh, got it. <laughs> Should we say it together? Yeah. One, two, <gasps> two three, two... <laughs> To all, all the, the boas, boas to all the boas I've loved before. <laughs> it is impossible to do anything in sync on Zoom. Uh, you are correct. Mm-hmm. All right. In this Gen X classic, Winona Ryder plays a tiny arachnid parasite who has to decide whether to attach to bad boy Ethan Hawke or oh. yuppie Ben Stiller as her host. I, I think it's, is it Reality Mites? Yes! Yeah, that's oh, right. that's so great! Yes! <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Beautiful. Well done. You guys were great. You work together beautifully, I will yeah. say. Yay. Thank you so much. Thank you, Johnny Sun. Thank you so much, oh, Karen. Karen G. Yay, thank you for having us. Yeah, this is so fun. Karen writes for it appears on Late Night with Seth Meyers and Johnny Sun's next book, Goodbye Again, comes out this spring. Coming up, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend's Rachel Bloom will play one of our most specific games yet as she tests her knowledge of theme park rides and Ray Bradbury books. I'm Ophira Eisberg and this is Ask Me Another from NPR. Support for NPR and the following message comes from Express. Hashtag Express you this holiday with a cozy assortment of casual, versatile, and super comfortable styles. Express's luxe comfort denim tops and sweaters are made in a variety of styles for all-day comfort and versatility. Check out cozy holiday style for staying in, stepping out, or anything in between. Don't miss Express's holiday deals and shop Express in stores and online now. This message comes from NPR's sponsor, Headspace. Life can be stressful, but 2020 has challenged even the most difficult times of life. You need stress relief that goes beyond quick fixes. That's Headspace. Headspace is your daily dose of mindfulness in the form of guided meditations in an easy-to-use app. Overwhelmed? Headspace has a three-minute SOS meditation for you. Go to headspace.com ask for a free month trial with access to Headspace's full library of meditations for every situation. The news moves fast. Listen to the NPR News Now podcast to keep up. We update stories as they evolve every hour. So no matter when you listen, you get the news as close to live as possible on your schedule. Subscribe to or follow the NPR News Now podcast. NPR's Ask Me Another. I'm Jonathan Colton. Here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg. Thank you, Jonathan. Our guest is the creator and star of CW's musical comedy Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, and her new book, I Want to Be Where the Normal People Are, is available now. Rachel Bloom, hello. Hello. <laughs> I have to get something off my chest before we get yeah, started, yeah. which is that, Rachel, I am a huge fan. Oh, thank you. you. I'm, I'm a songwriter as well, and you have the kind of songwriting talent that makes me angry and jealous. I oh, hope you take that. I, hope I know you take exactly that as a the feel. Thank you. I take that as a huge compliment because I know that feeling, and I know that someone's good when I'm like angry and jealous. Right. It's that's the that's the thing. You know somebody's good when you kind of can't stand it, and yes. that's that's how. 
That's like, how I feel about your work. So it is a great pleasure to meet you. Thank when you. And you're like, I can't wait to listen to it. I can't <laughs> yeah, wait. Exactly. <laughs> oh, that song is so great. That's why we that's why we take an art is just to uh, see if there's any competition out there. And the answer is yes, always. <laughs> yeah. And the answer is we will never be satisfied with ourselves. Yeah. That's right. Uh, also, Rachel, it's great to have you. And it's also, you know, on top of everything else, you have a baby. You do. A little girl and uh, what, I'm guessing, I don't know, six months? No, uh, she's like seven and a half months now. Seven and a half months. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how's it she's going? rolling around in the other room. Yeah. Um... She's awesome. Her personality is great. She's a really happy baby, except for when she is hungry and sees me solely as a food source, which happened an hour ago. I walked out to say hello, and she was like, like looking at my breast, which is not the first time people have had that reaction towards me. Um, It's it's wonderful. She's so cute. Congratulations. They have to be. Yeah, they do. They do, because it's so stressful and uh, demanding. Do you have any kids? I have a five-year-old. He just turned five. Congratulations. Thanks. Yeah, and I do, I still, people are like, you forget that whole time. I'm like, I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> and, they're, and they're like, what is this place? What have yeah. you done to me? Yeah. I was fine. I was in a warm, gooey jungle. I'm freezing. What do you, ugh, put me back. Like, yeah. And you're like, and- I know, I'm sorry. Yeah, and your it only your, gets worse. <laughs> your best alternative is like some little hammock that goes zit zit zit. Oh my gosh! Like, oh. I know she started to very quickly be like, "This isn't mom. I hate this robot." <laughs> now you were also working with Fran Drescher on a musical version of "The Nanny." Yeah, so she she co-wrote the book. You know the the words yep. of the the lines, the play, the play of the musical, the play of the musical. with with the co-creator of the nanny, um, her ex-husband Peter Jacobson, uh, who they were they were high school sweethearts, uh, mm. and then they got divorced. Turns out he was gay. But there's a whole other show about that as well. Wow. We have rough drafts of the lyrics of most of the songs in Act One, and then the un- the unfortunate, terrible thing is that I was. Working on these songs uh, to then send to my writing partner, Adam Schlesinger, to then finish the songs and do his pass on the songs. And he was um, my other co-songwriter on Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. And he uh, did a pass of the opening number, uh, which is brilliant. He completely transformed it and made it amazing. And then he got COVID. And then he died. Yeah. Uh, We're still working on it. It's it's just uh, my my writing partner yeah. uh, no longer exists, and it's so tragic. Sorry. Oh, thank you. And it's look, it's hard to whenever I bring it up, it's always such a it's a downer because it's terrible. Yeah, it's such an awful loss. It really is. I mean, just in the course of Crazy Ex Girlfriend, you guys wrote what 157 songs, probably more, right? I you know, there's yeah, 150. Uh, yeah, 157 produced songs, but that's a good point. Probably more. Oh, God, if I tried to think of all the songs that were cut, it's probably more in the 200s, actually. Yeah. So, which is just, I mean, I don't even know how, I don't know if at 135, if you're like, we have done every rhyme. There are no more rhymes. (gasps) (laughs) Genres, cycling through genres was like, okay, what what are we going to do next? But, But to Adam's credit, he could not only produce any genre, but he could write any genre. He just inhaled pop culture. In a way that um, I only really see people in like their early 20s doing. And he had the energy, the creative energy of someone still 23 years old. Which is why it's infuriating that he's gone. Right. Because, you know, you hear 52 and like that's young. But but that's not like someone in their early 20s. But no, no, no. He had the energy yeah. and, cre- and creative arsenal of someone in their early 20s. So he was oh, yeah. probably he was gonna- not even halfway through all of the things he was going to do. Right. He was going to he was going to he was going to execute like that for another 30, 40 years probably. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, 
<laughs> you know, there was something in the end of your book, too, where you were just talking about performing at the Emmys and this whole idea of, like, you're just at the cusp of being like, I'm going to do some self-care. I'm not just going to slap on the smile and go out there and perform when I need to take care of myself. And then just, and I, I feel like any performer knows that feeling of, like, this is this is a moment where I need to retreat and take care of myself or do I just get out there and that weird period? And uh, I do love that you ended up saying like, you know, I went out there because also maybe sometimes being out there is the self-care. Yeah. Like yeah. what? Yes. Yeah. It's like, well, what could I have done? It was a very confusing, weird gray area moment. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I totally know that feeling of being like, well, this is safe out here in the yes. reality. Yeah. Yeah. I know how to do that. And there is something very, you know, I mean, it's a cliche, but the show must go on. It can be a very comforting and brave place to be, I find. Like, yeah. in, because I've had moments like that, too, where it was like, how can I possibly do a show right now? And then you do it anyway. And it actually does have a real, it has some real healing qualities, I think, yeah. performing. And I don't know if that crosses disciplines. I don't know if, like, accountants go, the taxes must go on. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I think it must because I think that that's kind of almost the core of cognitive behavioral therapy in a way where it's like, you know, be, stay present. Yeah. yeah. Focus on the present. And I know that having a having a baby during this time, I can't dwell too much on what's going on inside my head because she has needs. Right. And she oh, has a schedule. Yeah. And she has a schedule. She doesn't care. That's She's right. She's not stopping. Oh, the immediacy of that I actually found really helpful to my life. I was just mm -hmm. like, there is no me putting off, you know, a feeding schedule or whatever. This and and the attention had to be so present. Oh, well, the presentness of like, I'm just gonna be here with her and watch her gum a teether. Mm -hmm. And I'm just gonna watch her do that, <laughs> that quietness. Yeah. In just watching her do these little things. It's 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 unlike anything else. Yeah, I know. In both like calming and, and tedious ways. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. calming and tedious. That's exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You ha you have a new book out here. Product placement. Here it is, right oh, here. Oh, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> look at that. This is this is an early copy. They gave you the soft cover. Yeah, I got this. Uh, this says not for sale. Special, oh. special. You know what? You can sell it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you permission. <laughs> you mean, if, if there's someone who really wants to buy a copy that says not Go for, for sale, he's out. Pocket the called, money. I don't care. I want to be where the normal people are, and uh, it is hilarious. And you tell a story about something I related to, like desperately trying to figure out any way to fit in. And one of your ideas in the sixth grade was to enter a lip syncing contest. Mm-hmm. To try to win the hearts and minds uh, yeah. and become popular, how did how did that work out? I might have won. Wow, I'm surprised I don't actually remember if I won or not. I got, I definitely <laughs> placed. I definitely placed. Yeah, uh, but I did Adelaide's Lament from Guys and Dolls. So if you're trying to win over middle schoolers in a cool beach town, that's not the way to do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, so you know, you you talk in the book how you found your people as you discovered also just what you are good at, which musical theater, comedy, and then you make this video, a comedy music video mm -hmm. uh, with the name, I'm going to make this name, you're familiar with having to make things FCC compliant, so I'm going to say the name in a NPR way, Smooch Me Ray Bradbury. There we go. That was very classy. Actually, when we shot that video, we shot it in an old Catholic school in Brooklyn that since has closed for film shoots. But uh, I, I paid $400 to get this entire Catholic school for a day, but it was still connected to the Catholic church. And so there, was, there would be a priest, a priest wandering around. Huh. Uh, and so I told everyone, don't let the priest know the title of the video we're filming. And I actually recorded a separate clean version of the song to play wow. in case the priest came in. So at the very least... We could keep filming if he wanted to stay and watch for a while, but it replaced all the expletives with um, sound effects, like, yeah, 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 yeah. or uh, <laughs> one of them was like a baby crying, like, <laughs> oh, and I also told the dancers, like, if the priest comes in, cover up, like, just, just because, you know, we're very scantily clad. And I just come in and like, backup dancers full on, like, doing like a straddle stretch in her costume, talking to the priest, and the priest didn't care. 
No, no. He was like, art. This is art. I guess so. What did Ray Bradbury think about it? He thought I was really funny at it, and then I, I met him. <laughs> I went to his house in Chevy at Hills, and I met Ray Bradbury. And it was incredibly surreal. <laughs> yeah. Uh, was his house adorned with, you know, I guess maybe framed covers of his books or anything? Yeah. Well, you walk into the living room, and the mantle was covered in Cable Ace Awards. He had quite cable a lot of Ace Cable Awards. Ace Awards. What did he have Cable Ace Awards for? Well, a lot of his sh- short stories had been turned into, right, you know, episodic, like movie of the uh, week, episodic. Yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. he had a lot of Cable Ace Awards. There was a huge stuffed Bullwinkle from Rocky and Bullwinkle in the living room. And then once you got into his office, it was, first of all, his writing space. But it was kind of set up for him to um, kind of hold court. The only experience I'd had with famous people before then was I was an intern at Saturday Night Live. So I, I kind of knew how to act around famous people. But to actually sit with someone and be able to ask them questions, that was like crazy. The only time I'd had that was when I was an intern at SNL. Uh, oh, my God. I just had this memory. I haven't thought of this. Uh, Tracy Morgan was hosting SNL. Yeah. And he was saying to me and another intern, he was like, it's Thursday night. Why are you here? You should be at home watching my show, 30 Rock. <laughs> and I was like, actually, I'm, I'm writing a spec script of your show uh, for my TV writing class. And he was like, you got any questions for me? And I was like, oh, and he's like, ask me a question. You, I'm open. And I couldn't think of a question. And they were just like. And action. And I could never ask him anything again. (laughs) Okay, Rachel, we know that you love Ray Bradbury. We also know that you love amusement parks. Yeah. So we have combined your two loves into a game where we imagine what it would be like if Ray Bradbury's estate bought Disney World and rethemed all of the existing rides. I love this. So we're going to describe a ride. You can either tell us the book that it's based on or the original Disney World attraction. You describe a ride and a book that's based on either. Okay, okay, great, great. Okay, here we go. Enjoy the 21-minute-long audio animatronic show, Ray Bradbury's Roundabout of Censorship. See a dystopian vision of how inventions like the parlor wall cause Americans to look at screens all day. Step out of the heat of the Orlando sun and into the heat of a book-burning bonfire. <laughs> well, I know what you're doing. It's Fahrenheit 451. Yes, that's and what I'm doing. And it's, uh, it's either the People Mover or Spaceship Earth. Spaceship Earth is very close. Carousel of Progress. Progress. That's That's what it's called. (laughs) All right, here's another one. Three, two, one, blast off. Flee the Earth in a zippy rocket to the red planet on a roller coaster ride of cosmic colonization. As you plunge into the pitch black darkness, ask yourself, will humanity survive? Well, that is the Martian Chronicles as interpreted by Space Mountain. Mm -hmm. That is correct. Doesn't sound like a very fun ride when it's explained that way. I think it sounds great. It sounds like the words I say in my mindful meditation every morning. (laughs) Yeah. As you plunge into the pitch black darkness, will humanity survive? There we go. Take flight in this aerial adventure as you virtually hang glide from the African veldt and end in a voyage through space. Patrick Warburton gives you the pre-ride safety briefing using visuals tattooed onto his body by a chime-traveling woman. It's soaring over California slash soaring over the world uh, via or via the illustrated man. <laughs> yes. Wow. Yes, I, I love that I... you gave both versions. All right, how about this one? <laughs> Climb aboard a doom buggy, a doom buggy, for a grim journey through the house of the harvest moon. Ride past the skeleton and the wind and beware of hitchhiking babies. These small assassins may follow you home. I don't... It's the Haunted Mansion via mm-hmm. maybe something wicked this way comes? Uh, that is a fine guess. We were actually mm-hmm. looking for the October country. Oh, right. I knew it wasn't something wicked, but, but you still I got the point. Yep, yeah, there you go. Still got the point. Yeah. 
All aboard a boat called the Happiness Machine for a comedic aquatic tour of an American town. This 1928 river ride is themed with period artifacts like homemade alcoholic beverages and enchanted tennis shoes. Your guide. 12-year-old Douglas Spaulding sprinkles one-liners and puns throughout your nostalgic journey of childhood summers. Oh, um, it's Dandelion Wine yes. via the Jungle Cruise? Yes! Yes and yes! <laughs> I love an alcohol-themed ride. Yeah. I don't know why they don't turn that Jungle Cruise into an adult ride. With cocktails. Oh, my God. I th- I often think they should pepper it with just comedians and have people do, like, rotating sets on the Jungle Cruise. I think the first thing is probably to take away um, the uh, racist portrayals of natives. Yeah. Like, before you get like Patton Oswalt on there, like, maybe take that away. But, yeah, like, after you take racism. that away, then yeah. you can, like, get Patton Oswalt. Right. right. Like, it's a small right. world. Is, uh, it's a small world should just be redone to be like, I don't know, you wander through Whole Foods and run into an ex-boyfriend and a therapist. (laughs) (laughs) Just make it really specific. Yeah. (laughs) I know this, this is amazing. I mean, thank you too for giving us a reason to write this quiz. You have no idea how this brings everyone together for us. So thank you so much. Rachel Bloom's new book, I Want to Be Where the Normal People Are, is available now. Rachel, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. This was thoroughly delightful. (laughs) That's our show. But before we go, please, please stay safe this week and wear a damn mask. We're all in this together. Ask Me Another's house musician is Jonathan Colton. Hey, my name anagrams to Thou Jolt a Cannon. Our puzzles were written by our staff, along with Ashley Brooke Roberts, Mary Tobler, Emily Winter, and senior writer Karen Lurie, with additional material by Kara Weinberger. Ask Me Another's produced by Travis Larchuk, Nancy Seichow, James Farber, Ramel Wood, and our intern, Sam Yellowhorse-Kessler. Our senior supervising producer is Rachel Neal, and our boss's bosses are Steve Nelson and Anya Grudman. Thanks to our production partner, WNYC. I'm her ripe begonias. Oh, And this was Ask Me Another from NPR. Hey, you're still listening. Fantastic. So since you're still here, why not pop over to Apple Podcasts and write us a review? We'd love to hear from you, and it also helps others find out about our show. For information about new episodes, bonus videos, and more, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Thanks! Next time on Ask Me Another, we're joined by host of Top Chef, Padma Lakshmi, and she chats about her Hulu series, Taste the Nation. It just might inspire you to get creative with your Thanksgiving leftovers. And facing off as spouse testants are musicians Margot Price and Jeremy Ivey, plus comedians Jenny Hagel and Amber Ruffin return. So join me on NPR's Ask Me Another, the answer to life's funnier questions. <laughs>